Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on, the rising wind. It's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning live, 7 to 9 on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network here in Central Texas. And uh, it's 24-7, 365 on your favorite podcast platform. You can just go to theoutdoorzone.com, click on listen, and you can track us on all your favorite podcast platforms. My name is TJ Graney. And sitting in the bunkhouse with me now, it is a plethora of, it is a mixture. It is a grouping of the brand new, never heard before, or rarely heard before, host in, uh, we got one, is Rick McGee right here with us live. Say good From morning. Lynchburg, Virginia. Lynchburg, Virginia. And we got John Michael Thomas Grady right here live in the bunkhouse. Oh, we can't hear you. Still can't hear you. Technology at its finest. Hey, and uh, Kruger's the ranch hand that gets here early. Make sure the gate gets open. The old potbelly stove gets fired up. Put some uh, water through those coffee grinds on that old coffee pot that's been sitting there since last week. And uh, what do you think about that coffee? Did you get some of that coffee, Captain McGee? The coffee's good stuff when you ain't had nothing yet. Nectar of the gods right there, I'll tell you what. That's right. uh, I don't think John Michael's a coffee drinker. Can you hear me now? Yep. Oh, there he is. There he is. No, I am drinking a nice cold Boxed Yoo-Hoo that I got. <laughs> what a well, you southern. Gotta, you got to have some of them on the shelf at the bunkhouse just in case some youngins show up. It's <laughs> honestly, it's for years, it's been the one thing 
if I'm going to work early in the morning or whatever it is, I'll drink my coffee, but I normally wait until about 11. But the first thing that I wake up to is a nice cold chocolate yoo And there's just, there's no way to beat it. There's That's funny. It's like a Pepsi with peanuts in it or whatever it is that people drink down South. They'll go snag a bottle of Pepsi and bottle of Coke with peanuts. Yeah. And they'll just pour them peanuts in there and just come on, let's get the day going. Fire up that tractor. Hey, this, uh, this first segment of the show is brought to our friends over at McBride's Guns. With the way society's pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative. We support our local gun shops. The one we trust with our constitutional rights is McBride's Guns. Whether you're looking for a new rifle, shotgun, personal carry, special order firearm, the staff at McBride's can help. Looking for your personal carry or referral class for one? One place, McBride's Guns, looking for a youth model rifle or shotgun. Go where the staff is skilled and trained to help you make the right choice, McBride's Guns. You'll find them in the same place they've been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them at 472-3532. That's 512-472-3532. Or online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns, they're our hometown gun shop. Okay, well, Beefsteak is out with the flu. And Cody Ryan, yeah, well, he's out with the flu, and he's, uh, and I think he probably could have jumped on this thing and been a part of. I know he's up because he's been texting me, but, uh, and, uh, Cody Ryan is in Missouri getting ready for his next tournament. So we won't hear from him today, maybe not next week, but we'll see. Um, but we invited John Michael and, Ricky McGee to come on in and just hang out. So uh, one interesting fact about John Michael is not only is he my youngest son, but uh, he's bringing a little child into the world here any day now. And yeah. Mama looked good. She was moving around yesterday. Yeah, she's surprising. Uh, she's surprising. mobile. She's active. Um, yeah, well, I mean previously the other one was uh the other baby was a preemie a couple of years ago so for her it was uh not something she expected but you know how our family is we got healthy big babies so <laughs> we are now officially one day past the due date which oh, is man. i mean technically if she would have had the baby on the due date it would have been shared birthday day with Peyton, our other daughter, and our newest. Um, so yeah. kind of exciting, but we she was just talking about it last night, and we realized our birthdays will be now completely in order. Mine's in March. Peyton's is in April. The new babies will be May, and then Lauren's is in June. So it'll be one after another, four months in a row, you know, we can just four persons celebration on the birthday and end of April and call it good. You know what I mean? So it's funny too, because your oldest, your oldest brother is going to have a birthday here. And, uh, this whole chain reaction started almost 40 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Rick, how old are your boys? Yeah, March, April. Yeah. I mean, we're all, 
I think our entire family is, besides mom, is from March well, she's, to May. She's a Yankee, so. Well, and she's also the princess. She needs her birthday standing out there by itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the month before, or the month during, and the month after. Yeah, it's pretty much that way. That's true. You wouldn't want to get her confused <laughs> up with all ours. No, you sure That'd would. be tragic. Uh, so, what, your three boys are all... Uh, are they same fall thing. babies? No, they're all they're the same thing. We got May, June, July. No, no, April, May, and June. Just one right after the other. Stacked them and racked them. Uh, Martha's going? in February. I'm in December. So we get them all done. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, uh, we uh, just came off of our big fundraiser for Kids Outdoor Zone. If you were there, thank you for being there. If you weren't, man, you missed a quite the party. It was something. Uh, and did you find out who won that SIG? Did you see who won the SIG? Man, I wanted that rifle. I I, I absolutely uh, saw it, saw the guy checking it out, getting it done. But uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna be over at McBride's tomorrow, getting all that stuff taken care of with the FFL, getting the transfer done. So, um, oh man, we got I, his name. He's ready to roll. I love that gun, that stock that folds up and everything. It's like mm-hmm. you need that just in your box of you know stuff well he he did never, right? I, I asked him and he did not he had never he doesn't own a 308 and so oh. he does so he's to be a happy dude on the range with oh that. that's a good gun that's a good gun and uh went for a nice long hike yesterday all the dewberries and around here starting to pop up and you saw some blueberries on my blueberry bushes I, I don't, you know, that's a sad thing for a kid or, or somebody who doesn't have a, a good spot where they can go for a walk. Cause I'll tell you what, that yesterday, that was as good as it gets that, that weather, weather yesterday, even in the last couple of days in between flooding rain, uh, a nice walk where you can see a little bit of nature, maybe a cow. It's, uh. And I, I've I've taken plenty of time where I've walked in the city, you know, been there for a day or two, go for a walk. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, New York City and walking in New York City and some of the outdoor adventures you can do in New York City. And uh, some we might would propose. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got ideas. Uh, but that was just, it's just beautiful time of year right now to get outside and go strolling around and. I mean, I, I guess you just, everybody or a lot of people would just head for the local park, you know, just go find you a picnic basket or throw a blanket down. John Michael, you guys are park people. You go to the park all the time. You used to go live in the park, skateboarding, running around. Oh yeah. Well, and dog. yeah. And that's, I feel like that's the difference. Austin nowadays, you know, when, it was really great to see because before the whole pandemic happened, you could go down to Zilker Park in the middle of Austin and you could walk around and it wasn't wasn't really crowded at all. I used to go to, I mean, I lived five minutes away from it and I was down there dang near every single day, walking around, having fun, doing the thing. Um, when the whole COVID thing happened, it was basically, we had probably about, four to five months 
where not a single person was out there. And I was still going out there every day because I'd take the dog for walk and stuff like that. Um, and then it was almost like overnight, once people realized, oh, we can still go outside and that we can still do stuff. It uh, it was like overnight, I remember being out of town and coming back and going out to Zilker again. And there was not a dang square foot of space to sit down or walk around at. It was packed. And every day since then, even now, I went down, I don't go into Austin as much now, but I went down there probably about a week or two ago. And it was, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people. Every square inch of ground space was covered by people, which is good. I mean, no complaints there. I love seeing people out there. Um, it's just now I've I've tried to find other areas that aren't so heavily populated to be at. So John Michael, <coughs> excuse me, John Michael, I, I tell the story all the time. So the other night when we were wrapping up our event, um, it was, I guess it was midnight when we were putting the last boxes in the trailer. And I mean, we had 350 people at this, uh, event. And, um, and I tell the story that several years ago, um, before John Michael was, uh, fully responsible for others, uh, and himself, uh, we were at a hotel in downtown Austin. I mean, in the heart of downtown and we were loading the last few boxes and I was ready like to just to get out of that town, get home, uh, you know, just, just to exit stage left. And, uh, and you go downtown and there's bars all around this hotel and you could just, you know, and just all this music and people walking around and he's carrying the last box, and every, and all of us guys are just down there going, "Oh God, get us out of here!" Oh, it's been a long day. And he's he walks out, and he's kind of jump, bouncing up and down with his box in his hands, and he goes, "Oh man, it's about to get started out here." <laughs> like, oh God, this is a whole different, whole different world. Exit I, stage left, please. I could not. No, no part of me could ever imagine being able to do that. Going back to that. Well, and then not at all. And then, and then he calls me about, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago and he said, okay, dad, I get it. I said, what, what do you mean? What What do you get? He goes, well, we're out here driving around in the country and just enjoying the back roads and. Now I know why you got to get out in the country just a little bit. I get it. Uh, (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's right. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back on the flip side, we're going to talk about some fishing stuff, uh, piranha and snakeheads in the lakes. Uh, You don't want to miss it. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone, the number one outdoor show in Texas, right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network, available live here on Sundays or 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, 
This is the biggest Ram trunk truck month ever with 0% financing for 72 months. Right now, during Ram Truck Month at Nile Maxwell Supercenter, there's only one name to remember when it comes to getting the real deal on the Ram, the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Truckloads of the 2023s are showing up every day, and you can shop the entire lineup. Brand new, just off the transport, Rams, Jeeps, Chryslers, Dodges, with all the options at NileMaxwellSuperCenter.com. But the best way to see the new inventory before they're gone is right here at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. 0% financing for 72 months on 22 Rams. But you only have this month to get yours. Again, that's $13,000 in finance savings during the Ram Truck Month and Jeep Celebration Day at your Ram and Jeep Experts in Austin. For the best selection and Niles promise to beat any competitor's price, go see the experts in Central Texas at Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 621A3 in Austin, or online anytime at Nile Maxwell Supercenter dot com all right uh we're going to talk a little bit about fishing right now and uh we don't have cody here to talk about but one thing we did want to follow up on is there was in the npfl last week um there was a tournament in texas and that was the trail that cody fished the last two years he's since switched over uh but uh the guy that was uh that won uh they uh he had a mix up and he didn't have he didn't click uh final pay send whatever it was to finalize getting his uh fishing license for the state of Texas and it cost him a hundred grand he dq'd and it cost him a hundred grand and uh you know shout out to that but it was interesting because Cody. Cody was a little bit adamant. He knows the guy, and he said, man, that was like hard hit. I mean, the guy's just a family man, young family. The money would have been would have made a big difference in that guy. Um, but the hard reality, the fact of the matter was he didn't finish his, his stuff. And uh, so anyway, shout out to that guy, um, you know, you got to dot all your I's and cross all your T's. Some of the stuff is basic and sometimes we miss that. You know, it's like if you're going hunting in it, it, it someplace, make sure you got your license with you. If you're going to Colorado and you're buying, I mean, I've done that several times. Just jump online, buy, buy a three day license, do it in New Mexico all the time. Just buy a three day license when I'm there hiking. John Michael and I do it all the time. Yeah, you can, I, I think you can do it on your phone. It'd take me about five minutes when I did it the other day. Yeah. I and mean, you just type in your info. And I didn't know that it was that as easy as it was. But you just hop on. They have you download your little app, put your social in. If you've ever had one in the past, it pulls up previous purchase, you know, super combo through Texas. Click on it and it's, you know, pay with your iPhone and then you're done. It's, I mean... Pretty simple for the most part, from what I, for what I, I one of the fruits I think of of the state game commissions and try they're trying to make it easier and easier for people just to get that stuff done. Whereas it used to be, TJ, you you and I remember where it was a form to fill out at Walmart or at some you know place you could check your game in, but it was it was complicated. It took a long time. You didn't know what you were checking. All that's gone these these days. You can get your license done quick. And you have and, to it used to have to plan it. 
I mean, you have to oh, like, okay, let's way. all, yeah. and you'd wait in line. There'd be 15 guys ahead of you because it was the day of or the day before uh season started. And, you know, you had a month to get it, but you were getting it on the day before. But, you know, I thought the one closing on that NFPL issue, I thought they did a super honorable thing for him. And the, they, they first of all, they, they held up their own rules, which they have to do. But in the closing of it, they said a real they, they they honored the fact that they thought this was a one off. This isn't something this guy's trying to cheat. You know, the, no, a lot of a lot of times these smaller tournaments, especially not that that was one. That's a big one. But, you know, there's a lot of so and so's cheating or doing this or doing that. They honored him well, said, no, nah, this was just this. He, he just a slip of the of memory or whatever. He's an outstanding angler. And they were real complimentary that it. They don't see him as, as anything but what he is as a professional. Well, and he won that tournament, too. He, right. caught, he caught more fish. He uh, right. he definitely won that tournament. So, hey, a teenager from South Carolina reportedly caught a fish that resembled a piranha, and it has resulted in a warning from wildlife authorities in the state of South Carolina. Drew Patrick, 15, of Anderson, South Carolina, reeled in what had has been identified as a Paku, according to local news station WYFF News 4. Paku is a common name for several species of freshwater sassaramala, serrated salmon fish uh, from South America, according to the Audubon Nature Institute, a wildlife museum in New Orleans. While Paku fish are related to piranhas, and have jagged square teeth that bear resemblance to human molars. The fish, the fish breed is not a piranha and has an omnivorous diet that consists of plants, seeds, nuts, and insects. Um, and what we were, one of the things that we were talking about was, uh, you are familiar with, uh, with, the lion's head. No snakehead. Oh yes. Yeah, snakeheads. And Cody's in snakehead water, and snakehead is an invasive species that they're really concerned about. Uh, and, and, you know, people just take them and let them go out in the lake behind them. Or even, I think, surely you can't flush a fish and it makes it through. You got to be, these originally had to be let go in a creek or a pond or a ditch somewhere. Well, the articles I read, they're a, they're an Asian delicacy. What? And I see Cody Ryan's on, but a couple, 10, 15, 20 years ago, they got brought over by uh, some folks coming from Asia and, and put in the waters up in the Potomac and in that region around DC and Maryland, just north of me. And now they're getting in more and more waters. They're great eating white meat fish. Uh, but the scare was that they were going to, just take over the bass population and others and, and beginning in the Potomac river. And well, how I'll much t- of that fanfare was. I'll tell you a snakehead story. Good morning, guys. I thought I'd check in. Go to Ryan. Yes, sir. Hey, Howdy. I, uh, I'll tell you a snakehead story. Are these, are, are these what they call, uh, uh, there's some other names for them too, right? Uh, like uh, uh the bow they look like a boa they have the markings of a boa constrictor they kind of have that snake skin and, yeah. and they kind of have a, a not a gar fe- a mouth but it's a it's kind of a, a catfish head on it 
definitely, definitely jagged teeth. You got to, you need to pick them up with, with, uh, both in and, is, both in, yeah, 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 both and Grinnell. I'll tell you a story in Louisiana. They got them, they got them plentiful down here too, in certain areas, Louisiana, and, uh, Toledo Bend, but I was fishing a tournament, uh, and I believe it was, one of the rivers over there in East Texas. And I went down this, this stretch and during practice in a tournament and I was getting these bites, these massive explosions on a topwater frog. And I wasn't setting the hook and I go back tournament day and there's boats in the area. And I'm like, guys, do you mind if I cut back here? I'm going back to this back Creek. And they let me through and uh, I go down that stretch and I'm throwing that frog and boom, I get a blow up and miss one. Boom, I get a blow up, I set the hook. It's like a five pound bowfin or grinnell or snakehead or whatever these things are called. And uh, I'm like, well, surely, surely they weren't all those. All those bites I got down here weren't all bowfin or grinnell, as we call them down here. And uh, I proceeded to catch three more giant grinnell before I realized that I needed to get out of that area. But I got on a major bowfin grinnell bite and it was. It was epic if I wasn't, you know, fishing a tournament with a massive tournament entry and sure. winnings on the line. <laughs> but well, they that fight, habitat man. you were that habitat you were in is exactly how they describe the snakehead by uh, in habitat back in the backs of creeks, shallow water, big explosions on top of water, and a lot of missed bites because they just they go after it so aggressively, they overshoot your bait, and yeah. Uh, you miss a lot of them. Uh, your your buddy David Dudley uh, has shown pictures multiple times of snakeheads caught on, in tournaments up in the Potomac when he's when he's fishing that area. Well, it's it's funny too because uh, I've got there's some people that may know Fat Cat Newton. He's a he's an internet sensation. Uh, now he's a character online. And uh, actually one of the announcers for the national professional fishing league now. And, uh, but he, uh, he lives, I guess, up in that area and fishes some of those backwater rivers. And I've been seeing pictures of him. I guess he's been targeting the bowfin, uh, just and trying to catch the biggest bowfin or grinnell or whatever it is, you know, whatever it is in his area. Uh, but he's been posting pictures while everybody's posting pictures of big old bass. He, Old fat cat Newton over there posting pictures of Grinnell trying to catch the state record. It's kind of funny. Well, well they make they the, the reputation farm around us is they make fine fillet coming out of some peanut oil and some cornmeal on them. So well, they that's, a great reputation. I thought that was a joke. I thought that was a joke because they are ugly, nasty things. I never even touched one. Right. Hey. I'll, I'm going to let y'all get back to the show. I'm going to go fishing. I just want to make sure everybody woke up this morning. Well, you got John Michael in the house. I Rick see that. in the house. And uh, Cody, stay safe out there. Uh, we're praying for you and uh, rooting for you. And when is the when can we start watching online? And how do we find you online if we want to track you? Well, it'll be on uh, MajorLeagueFishing.com. You can check it out. Tournament starts on Thursday. So Major League Invitational. Uh, here in Missouri on Lake of the Ozarks. So, love <laughs> yeah, you guys. I'm out. Try, yeah, hey, try whack him and stack him, buddy. All, All right. right. You, can follow, 
You can follow Cody on all the social media. Just go to theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, Altrua HealthShare, he carries Altrua HealthShare everywhere he goes all around the country while he's fishing. And finding affordable, top-quality health care options can be tricky for sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those who are self-employed. Altrua HealthShare is a 501c3 organization that's been sharing the medical needs of others for 25 years. Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. However, it offers powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing cost. Uh, depending on which level of membership someone chooses, there are options for telemedicine, counseling service, maternity services, and much, much more. Members can see almost any provider or facility. You can find out how you can be saving by going to myshare.org, myshare.org, Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another. Okay, we'll come back on the flip side. We got news of the weird. You don't want to miss it. We'll talk about that walking, uh, walking New York City and killing rats yeah all in one place the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse 24 7 365 at theoutdoorzone.com Welcome back, regulators. Here in the bunkhouse, the outdoor zone, we're always shopping from Mother Nature's grocery store. Fresh and delicious meats of every flavor, venison, pork, fowl, and even delicious bass. Post your shopping pictures on our Facebook page, the outdoor zone. Welcome back. I'm TJ Graney. Hey, Sun Automotive, everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired, and it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. We trust our friends at Sun Auto Service. Sun Auto Service, family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. When it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs, transmission services, Sun Automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Service repair shop nearest you. SunAutoService.com locations in Central Texas. We got 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway, 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Just find a service location near you at SunAutoService.com. SunAutoService.com. Now it's time for our news of the weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Okay, well, hey, you know, uh, New York City's just a weird place to begin with. But we got this uh, news report this week, and it's something we've been tracking here on the Outdoor Zone for years, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, Kathleen Corady is is the newly appointed New York City rat czar, the first person to hold the position aiming to address a swelling rat problem. Corady is a former elementary school teacher and notably not a rodentologist, but she says her unique experiences helped her qualify for her official role as citywide director of rodent mitigation. She will earn a salary of $155,000 a year. 
So apparently being an elementary school teacher and uh, rounding up those little rodents in her classroom was a uh, predetermining factor in her getting the job. She wrote her own job description while working for the Department of Education Cor- Corady developed the Zero Waste School Program, the nation's largest zero waste waste program, and also led the agency's rodent reduction efforts to pretty promising success, according to her bio in the official New York City press release. Uh, so what happened was during COVID, the rat population just dropped off. It was it was not near what they see currently. And, and part of that was because uh, there wasn't garbage out. Restaurants weren't putting out scraps. And, uh, but now that everything's cranked back up, the rat populations have swole, swollen again. And uh, they're obviously everywhere. And, uh, and they've, they've had fines now for, quite a while if you leave trash out if you have a restaurant and you leave food out you get fined pretty heavily but we've reported on these uh these guys and i don't know what her plan is i'm sure she's got some kind of plan uh i mean they doubled up on all their poison and all that kind of stuff but i mean that's just kind of gnarly uh, and there's no avoiding the rat situation in New York. It's just there's too many nooks and crannies. But one of the things that that we have is we've got some buddies there that go out every Friday night, and they have these little dogs. I mean, they go out. There's like dozens of them, and they have a club, a hunting club, and they go out, and they take these little dogs, and they go to a different area, and they go, and they chase rats, and they kill them. And uh, these little dogs, they're like, they're almost like a corgi. And, uh, and some of them actually may be corgis, but they're little, little dudes like that. They're uh, they, little terriers. Yeah, they, they push the rats out and the guys whack them. And, uh, of course, Rick McGee's thinking, okay, well, how do we take these and and fry them up and get some kind of edible element out of them which is classic southern mindset of rick mcgee well i mean it it's a piece of meat right the squirrel <laughs> got a hind quarter there's a lot there's a tenderloin on a rabbit you know something's going on there that could be cooked and ate i'm sure <laughs> well i just thought it was uh i thought it was interesting it'll be it'll be quite the project for her to try and figure something out it, this is not a small one you know, isolated building or classroom or section. This is the city of New York. And, uh, and, yeah, uh, I, I remember reading some history. Uh, rats are not native North American, but have been present in New York City since the 1700s. They are a brown rat native to China. And they jumped on transport ships and came across on transport ships. That's where they came from. Uh, rarely are i mean people are bitten by them all the time uh rarely is there anything i mean they don't go and it, it's not like and I, john michael this is a challenge for you <laughs> if you've never seen the movie willard or ben 
you need to watch the movie Willard. And then Willard's brother was Ben. You do you remember those movies? No, that I was... recognize. I know this actor. I haven't seen this movie, but it doesn't look. I don't. I don't I'll tell you what. I don't really like rats, to be honest with you, and I've never really been a fan of them. However, I will say when I was out in New York, because I was out there right at the start of COVID. So, well, at probably a couple of weeks in. Um, no, you know what? Because COVID, I guess, all started happening end of March, April. Mm-hmm. And I was out there in December or November, something like that. But regardless, um, as I was out there, I didn't see a single rat. I don't think I saw a single one the whole time. But I'll tell you one thing is when you're down in downtown Austin and after working in downtown Austin, I've never seen bigger rats than in downtown Austin. (laughs) On South Congress, all these people coming in traveling and they're like, oh man, I love Austin. This is beautiful. You get down there and you work down there. I worked down there for about a year and I don't, people do not realize how bad the rat problem is in Austin. I, I mean, more power to them. I mean, if you, if you want to go eat on South Congress for the, for the fun and, you know, all the people down there, I'm all for it. But after working down there and seeing the rat population in downtown <laughs> Austin, it makes it very hard for me to casually enjoy a meal now now i mean i know it happens everywhere but it is one thing that you know work where you eat and you'll realize you know kind of if you still want to potentially what you're eating exactly exactly well uh we got dan cook chiming in across the text lines uh saying that this is just a a virginia virginia hillbilly uh solution to the problem uh, but you know, I'm there. It, it's just like the snaky head, the snakeheads and all those, when these invasive species take over, you got to come up with a solution. Uh, you know, the rats are nasty, but New York city's operated some of the finest restaurants. They've operated just fine for a long time. And, uh, but I, I would guess that, at some point you got to go, okay, we gotta, we gotta do something because they're carrying plates of food off of tables while people are sitting there. Well, there was a big thing too, where people in New York were starting to get fed up. And I read about that. I don't, I can't remember where I saw it. It was something New York times or something posted a, a deal with it, but they were the people that, um, we're killing a lot of the rats. We're tired of it because they wanted someone to help. And they started tying them together and throwing them up on scaffolding and throwing them up on different things and just letting them hang. And there was like, <laughs> just, they called them bouquets of rats that were just wow. tied up and put everywhere. Cause people were like, we're tired <laughs> of it. And so it drew attention to the problem, which wouldn't surprise me if that's kind of what brought some of this stuff along. I mean, kind of like what they do with tennis shoes when they, people take their tennis shoes and they throw them up and they twirl around the high wire. And you'll see like in some cities, you'll see like a hundred pair of tennis shoes on a 
on a electric line going across <laughs> well, the road. You know what that that means in places like New York and stuff. No, what? That's it. Well, anytime you see, and I learned this from being out there because I stayed. In, see, this is the whole young person. This is I the whole... stayed out there with my buddies in Southside Jamaica, Queens, and they said, do not go to a corner that has shoes thrown up on the wire because that's a, a local drug spot. That's where drug that's dealers exactly go and I hang thought. out. Yeah. So don't go to the areas with the shoes on the wires. But I don't know if it's a thing nowadays, but that's New York. It was a something that they told I'll me. I'll be dang. I'll be dang. The old guy learns something new every day. <laughs> hey, partsview.com. Uh, partsview.com is an online one-stop shop for all your boating needs. Partsview podcast, Partsview exchange, talks boating and fishing, hosts guests discussing a wide range of topic and interest to boaters, anglers, and those of us who just love being on the water. Cody Ryan's on that show, and you can go there and listen to him and all kinds of uh, incredible people on everything that is boating. Parts View's mission is to help boaters enjoy each and every day on the water. Parts View offers more than 200,000 products from the marine industry, leading brands, brands like Starbright, Aftco, Turning Point Propellers, TH Marine, 303, Sea Choice Sierra, Uflex, and many others. Parts View provides its prides itself on great prices, fast shipping, handy maintenance kits, helpful kits, helpful customer service, and resources to help boaters find exactly the right products for their engines. Both beef beefsteak and Cody Ryan use Parts View. It's P-A-R-T-S-V-U.com. Parts View dot com for all your boating needs all right we'll take a break come back on the flip side we got game warden field notes and more live in the bunkhouse 24 7 365 at your outdoorzone.com chad and you have a job as a head coach of the boston celtics not the Sacramento Kings, not the Portland Trailblazers, the Boston Celtics. It doesn't get much more iconic than that. And you're with Nia Long, and you blow that for some tang? Are you kidding me, Rockets? I'm telling you, if you want Victor Wimbanyama, and y'all, y'all end up getting like the number 10 pick or something like that, look at this. Weekdays 12 to 3 on the Horn. Put your green thumb to work this spring with Callahan's General Store for all of your garden needs. The wide variety of tomatoes, peppers, and other plants from Callahan's, adding raised garden beds is a great way to maximize your garden space. And Callahan's General Store can help you do it. They have everything you need to get started, including all the tips and hints you'll need from the experts along the way. Get your hands dirty and watch your gardens grow with Callahan's General Store. Still there at 501 Bastrop Highway between downtown and the airport. Remember, make it a Callahan's day. History will be made this spring as two of the hottest shows in professional wrestling, AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage, make their Austin debut. AEW's roster of world-class talent will appear live at Moody Center, and the Horn has your tickets. Register now on the contest page at hornfm.com to win a pair of tickets to AEW Presents Dynamite Rampage, Wednesday, May 17th. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Win tickets now at hornfm.com. 
Have you been diagnosed with prostate cancer? The Austin Center for Radiation Oncology is now offering SBRT, radiation therapy that can be accomplished in as little as five treatments for patients who meet certain criteria. SBRT safely delivers radiation precisely to the cancer with very little exposure to surrounding tissue. At the Austin Center for Radiation Oncology, Central Texans don't need to travel far for world-class cancer care. To learn more, visit our website at austinradiation.com and call us to schedule your consultation. Can't bow wow, can't bow wow, bring your schnauzer and your chow at camp. Bow wow. It's time for summer cuts and Camp Bow Wow is ready for you with affordable grooming for all breeds, so get those appointments booked. Camp Bow Wow specializes in doodles, but adore Yorkies and schnauzers, and not to mention Goldens. And well, let's just say they love them all and have experienced groomers to take care of all your pup's spa needs. Don't need a full groom? Baths and nail trims are welcome. Just the pad shaved? Of course, Camp Bow Wow is ready. Your pup can stretch their legs in a spacious cabin or play in our yards with their fur ends at Camp Bow Wow. Summer is fast approaching. Make those grooming boards and daycare reservations online or go on the app. Visit CampBowWow.com slash Hutto. That's CampBowWow.com slash Hutto, where your dog can play all day and get groomed while they stay. <laughs> Mother's Day grooming service, $15 off any full grooming service. Get your pup spruced up. At Camp Bow Wow. Hey, American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone. Live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back, regulators. This is your deer shooting flounder gigging dove blasting hog dog and bass catching mountain climbing fly fishing four wheeling adrenaline junkie outdoor zone radio show broadcast live from the bunkhouse every Sunday morning seven to nine a.m. on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network or twenty four seven three sixty five on your favorite podcast platform. Just join us there, share us with your friends. Love to see you on it. Hey, uh, what are we on? We're on Keystone Bank. Oh, my buddies over at Keystone Bank. We we love Keystone Bank. We deal with them almost every day. Experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. We're Keystone Bank, founded by Jeff Wilkinson and his team, operated right here in Austin, Texas, by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets them apart, always there to go the extra mile. Banking at your fingertips, anywhere, anytime, online banking, mobile app that you need when you're banking like I am, and I'm always traveling. I need that access. To learn more, get started with the Keystone account. Visit one of our locations in person. You got one at 11,500 B Caves Road in West Austin, Texas, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin, Texas, or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to the website, keystone.bank, for all the information. Keystone.bank for all the information. Now it's time for our Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. So in the bunkhouse with me is Ricky Bobby and John Michael, and uh, we're talking about uh, 
Game Warden Field notes there was a, a news release that came out on April 4th. Texas Game Wardens received a call about fish that had been illegally dumped near the intersection of Highway 25 and 368 in Archer County, Texas. Upon arrival, it was determined that there was a new there was numerous catfish that had been left to waste. Wardens are seeking information leading to the culprits. You can call Operation Game Thief with information. And I thought, hey, when I started reading that, I thought, hey, are they talking about that that old road behind my house? And we went on our walk yesterday. I showed Ricky Bobby that uh, that spot back there where they where the the somebody the culprit is dumping fish and deer deer carcasses and stuff. I guess they just don't know have a place to get rid of that stuff. You know the the thing about what gets dumped near us is there's no waste. I mean, it's the carcass, it's the gut pile, it's the skin, the head. Uh, but everything's filleted up real nice. Everything's cleaned up real nice. They're just dumping it out on my dang road behind my behind the farm, and the game warden's pissed. And uh, so, fair warning: this is eventually going to come to a conclusion. But uh, anyway, dumping that when you when you, when you clean fish or you kill a deer or you got the carcass to deal with what what do you do with it, tj well typically i'll i'll be on at a place where there is a a partic- particular place where we take a gut pile yeah and it's I, not around people it's not on a road it's in the back of the farm it's in yeah. back of the ranch yeah i mean you don't have to have a bunch of dirt to get it and and or you know you can put it in a feed sack and and uh Put it in the trash. I mean, you can feed sack it up or dig a hole and bury it. It's great for your dirt. Absolutely. Yeah, I did that when I, uh, that hog I shot a couple weeks ago. Obviously, I don't, you know, while we're out there, I'll get rid of most of it. But when I bring back the hindquarters and all the stuff like that, I probably spent four hours in the house with the meat grinder, grinding everything up, cutting all the meat off the bone and stuff like that. But I live in a little community, so I i mean, I just, I went out to my community garden and dug a deep hole and put some of the excess scraps in there for the dirt and then took the leg bones and whatnot and threw them in the trash can. But, you know, I, had, I didn't have no complaints, so. Yeah, you probably got some good me. tomatoes growing on top of that, that, that gut well, pile right there. By all until they dang flooded my whole garden. So I'm, I'm thinking what it is, is I guess the city of Pflugerville just put out, um, I guess, information stating that you can't have a garden and water your garden right now because of water restrictions and things like that. So um, I guess whoever runs the community garden, which I thought was me, I was the only person doing anything with it, but... I went over there the other day and they had stuck, uh, they had stuck the hose in every single one of my gardening pits that I'd been growing for about four months now, which it was an after school thing with the daughter to plant and grow. It was a huge activity for us. And they flooded out all my gardens, every single one of them, turned the hose on high and every single one of them overflowed, killed all my plants. Well, that's one way to conserve water. I guess. Yeah. So, but that being said, I know, did they ever, the guys that were dumping them on the property over there, I know you set up 
cameras. Try to find something. Did you ever yeah. catch anything? Did you ever see? No, anything? they didn't do. They're what they didn't dump any deer. And I don't know, Ricky, you got you live kind of out in the country. You're not in the city. You don't have people dumping deer and deer piles. You don't drive down the road and see that stuff out where you are in Virginia. Oh, absolutely. Every now and then you'll see during deer season, you'll, you'll see a deer carcass, you know, just in some super inconvenient places. Usually it's around, you know, you think it's a guy in the city or, or something going on where they just are, uh, it, it's really part of being a good steward and being an outdoorsman. You give outdoorsmen a bad name and especially these jack legs that didn't even clean their fish. It's just a total waste. You know, you just come on, get the meat off the fish. Don't be a don't be a bad steward of that. You're, and then, yeah. It, but it, yeah, absolutely. Get out in the country, folks will just find a, a dump spot and uh and, and dump stuff off and instead of doing it in a it gives outdoorsmen a bad name, right? Because it's, it's it's the minority that do stuff like that. Well and and uh you're the guy, though, that the the game warden call said, hey, we just shocked this lake, and uh, we got about 50 crappie over here, and uh, you want them, and you'll go get them, and you'll be, you'll fillet out 50 crappie or perch or whatever it is, anything, anything that there's a potential piece of meat on it hey, somewhere. If, it, if it'll come out of peanut oil with cornmeal on it, right, then yeah, we'll use it. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back on the flip side. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, a little bit about uh, spring camping and what that looks like. Uh, John Michael's done some crazy camping, and, and Rick McGee's got his little pop up that him and uh, him and his bride like to share. And so we got some cool stories about camping and what some stuff you can do right now. Uh, all that with Armed Citizen Report, Peter Report, and more. You only get it one place, live in the bunkhouse, twenty four seven. 365 find out all about us at theoutdoorzone.com <laughs> 